you sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the best soccer show. The best soccer show in the whole world. Here we go, best soccer show, backheel.com. Jason Davis and Jared Dubois live on a Monday night. Monday night football all up in the house, right here. Uh, my right fantasy here. game's already won. Well, I forgot you play fantasy football. And play is a very loose term these days. You, I suffer through it. Okay, do you, do you watch the games or do you just track no. your scores? See, this is what I don't no. get about you. Okay, you don't even watch professional football, and yet you are knee-deep in some fantasy. I, well, okay, here's the thing. I've been doing this league for about 10 years, so I know my brother's in it, his friends. It originally, it was a bunch of my friends, too. But um, So, I mean, it's almost, at this point, it's almost like just do it because we're supposed to. Well, that's um, they watch it. They're into football. I think you're also underestimating my desire to compete at all things. Okay, I understand the com- I understand the competition element of it. I, I do. I, it's just I think most people I know that play fantasy football are regular football watchers, and I never hear you talk about football. Oh, it's because it sucks. Okay. <laughs> all right. There's 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 no there's no joy in it. And for you me. don't I mean, and you don't do fantasy soccer. Why again? I, I don't know. I. I I, I I wouldn't do fantasy football if I wasn't like forced into it. Okay. I, I don't know. I just I don't have the dedication to stick with it. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. I, I'd be curious enough. If there's anybody out At there? At least with football, there's only sixteen games. This is true. There's only sixteen games. Every all the scores are like you know you you, you get through. Well, your playoffs usually start like week eleven or twelve. I mean, your season's over in like three months, right? Essentially. Yeah, and uh, I, I the M- most MLS and soccer fans, it's just a constant trading and movement of players yeah. like on a weekly basis. Like in my fantasy football team, it's just I have these eleven, however many guys, and that's who I have. Right. You know, if I draft well, I have a good season. Well, you got yeah, you got to track the, the the things that that always trips me up in any fantasy, including soccer, is trying to track injuries and guys missing on uh, suspensions and in MLS has got you got to do deal with international absences and that stuff's just. I get my my. I mean, I I have to do that for work sometimes. You know, to write about soccer, to talk about soccer. I don't necessarily want to do it when I'm on my leisure time too. Like it's just maybe I'm I'm weird that way. But I, I just it just gets to be too much. You know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not that into it to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, by the way, I just picked the first the first TV show. If we play games tonight on the bonus show, Ooh, you already so see. I've, this is what's happened. I'm doing prep work. We we both love soccer. Now I talk about soccer five days a week. You come on the show once a week or whenever we can do it. In this case, we've missed a couple of weeks with the, some stuff. Um, and and you watch a ton of soccer. I know you watch your Galaxy. And we yeah. get we come on the show and we start thinking about the bonus show. I mean, I want to talk about soccer tonight. There's tons of great stuff on our list here. But well, I'm, here's the thing: I classically don't prepare. Yes. So I just decided, okay, I should probably prepare something. Oh for my the god! Bonus show. We've turned not not preparing into an art. I mean, I, I think we are. Oh, if people could see the doc. Yeah, yeah. If they could see our 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 quote unquote 
rundown. <laughs> there might be. Uh, listen, I think I doubled the amount of words that were in it through the one sentence I typed. You did. And you wrote an actual sentence. I just write words. Things. No, my, there's no. Uh, there's no. Uh, I don't think there's any. Was it? There's subjects in here. I don't uh, think there's any wanna, articles. You want to go for a phone call first? First thing off, I haven't given the number out. So yet. I, I, let's let's see. If someone's right. got it coming in hot. Maybe it's a union fan. Uh, no, it's Eddie in Brooklyn. What's up, Eddie? Yeah, it's Eddie in Brooklyn. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> it's, up, it's, it's Supporter Shield winning Eddie in Brooklyn, Jared. Costa Rica won the Supporter Shield? <laughs> He's a Red Bull <laughs> fan, man. Come on. Uh, oh, talk, I was going to call you on soccer morning today. I woke up like around 10, 15, extremely hungover. Oh, um, a little celebration action. That's nice. You have no idea. No, nah, but I was I was going to call up and I was going to ask if uh, if you knew what time NYCFC was playing on Sunday because I couldn't <laughs> find them on a schedule. This, this is some good bants, Jared. Some good bants yeah, I mean, Trust right me. I mean, he's he, you've earned it. Yeah, live it sure, up. Absolutely. Brother. absolutely. Oh, live it up. Oh, look, two, two supporters shield in three years is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do in the playoffs. I gotta, they they got to do a coaching change next year, right? Aren't they due? <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah, actually... That's actually a narrative that kind of bothered me that people were bringing up with like, why is Jesse Marsh's job secure now because they want to support a show? Because it kind of, it absolves Mike Pecky of any wrongdoing. Like he didn't take the U.S. Open Cup seriously. Like he didn't get bounced out of the CCL in the group stage. Like he didn't tell his players that they were one yellow card away of suspension. Eddie, before the so Eddie, game that you, you were These a fan of, offenses. you were a fan of getting rid of Mike Pecky then? You were in favor I of that move when it happened? I, I, it's not that I understood it. It's like it, people, people acted like he was beyond reproach. When you sit back with perspective and you're not emotional, you can understand why Pecky got fired because they were losing Thierry Henry. They were losing Tim Cahill. They want to go in an opposite direction. Pecky was never truly a tactical kind of coach. And you're asking him to do something that I don't think he would have been capable of doing. They say hindsight is twenty twenty, but when Jesse Mars was brought in, I was always big on Jesse Mars because I thought that he actually knew tactics. He didn't need uh, Robin Frey. He didn't need a, an assistant coach to kind of get him high, to, to manage the game Interesting. from the sideline. I thought yeah. Jesse Mars would have been able to handle that. That's why I was okay with the direction that we were going in. The manner so- in which we did it, different story. Mm-hmm. But the actual move, I was cool with it. And in the end, it did pay off. And that's why I kind of want to know is, where are all these Red Bull out people all of a sudden? Like, you, you don't hear from them anymore. Uh, there, I think there's some people that are still annoyed at the the leadership and, and the corporate nature of all that. But come on. I mean, you're winning games. You got a shot now. You're top seed overall in the league. You're going to you're gonna have... Red Bull corporate's <laughs> looking to sell high. Yeah, I mean, they may. Uh, and, and who knows if that's coming. But for now, for the time being, they've got themselves a property. And it's so a property... For Eddie, though, a- Eddie, who, who do you throw... Most of the plaudits towards in this, Ali Curtis, Jesse Marsh. Who's the guy you look to and say that's the reason why we, we that you guys won the season? The guy who had the balls to get rid of Pecky and hire Ali Curtis. Who was that guy? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> whoever, whoever was <laughs> some, some dude in Austria and, and got this plan in motion. Okay, is the one who really because every it, that was the first domino to fall. Right. Once that first domino fell, everything else went along with it. Uh-huh. But you had to be the one to do the very unpopular move of getting rid of a club legend who had a lot of success. And and you, you were going to face vitriol. You were going to face heat from the fans. People were gonna, weren't going to renew the season. You had to fight that bullet. Whoever had the cojones to be like, you know what? Clean break. Let's do it the right way. They probably didn't see it coming this quickly. Well, okay, look. But I, it did. Look, you give, I, I give, I'll give full marks to whoever the, the person is who pulled the trigger on bringing in Ali Curtis 
and having Ali Curtis pick out Jesse Marsh and get the, the ball rolling. But let's not act like this wasn't also, damn, we spent a lot of cash. Can we cut back a little bit? Like, whoa, hold on. Okay, now we got the lowest payroll. I mean, th- it, it's worked out, and, and, and more power to him for making the right des- decisions within that context of trying to save some cash, Eddie. No, I agree, and and I'm I'm kind of glad it, it, the kind of the the difference in philosophies between the way the rebels did it and the way City did it. I thought it was perfect the way it worked out because we did the exact opposite of what we've always done, and yeah. City kind of just basically copied our blueprint, and it it was a complete disaster on there. And and for us, we kind of went the RSL route. And what we we got a second trophy in three years. Yeah, so. I mean, look, there's there's definitely I like the dichotomy of this. I like, and we talked about this before, Jared. I like the the big spenders across the river throwing cash at old guys. And I mean, look, the failure part is is sweet for Rebel fans. I mean, that really doesn't bother me either way. And then the Rebels are over here saying we're just gonna you know we're gonna knuckle down. We're gonna find hardworking players. We're gonna go out. We're gonna tap Mike Grella. He's gonna score us ten goals, nine goals, whatever it was on the season. And, I mean, again, I think maybe they got lucky in some places, but they obviously know how to scout the, the guys they wanted to fit Jesse Marsh's press system, Jared. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the, the moves you can look at, you can really attribute to Ali Curtis, are the Sasha Kleshen and the Felipe Martins moves. Uh, and I think those are probably the two biggest moves of the season. Um, uh, and whoever developed Mike, Mike Miazga, his mom, her womb, whatever. Sure, yeah. But, I mean, the, those are the two moves you can really put on Ali Curtis. And... You can see the dividends that they've paid, and that 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 Felipe Martins move in itself, along with the Jesse Marsh hire, is one of the reasons I'm hoping that the New York Red Bulls Montreal matchup happens at some point this season. Because what does it say about Joy Saputo that yeah. these two guys now are standing with a supporters' shield? And he couldn't find a way to get, first of all, keep one of them around and happy, mm-hmm. and second of all, get the other one to find somehow uh, played up to this potential. Mm. I mean, we're just gonna uh, different strokes for different folks. I mean, uh, we need a league. I, I mean, you're right about Joey Saputo sort of looking in the mirror and saying, "Well, what could have been?" Except he signed Drogba. They're in the playoffs, and you know, look, re- the Rebels are my favorite to come out of the East because they're the best team front to back. But the the dark horse here is Montreal, and in fact, Eddie, I'm gonna ask you. I think I think the fact that New York gets to avoid Montreal in the conference semis probably works to their favor. I don't think you want to face Montreal right now. Wholeheartedly agree. That was actually the one team. Uh, I was talking about this in the office yesterday. It's like it kind of worked out really well that they beat Toronto and they jumped to number three because that's definitely the one team that you wouldn't want to face. Almost like last year when the matchups were working out and we avoided New England and Columbus at the same time. And then we're going to be able to take care of each other, but we only had to face one of them and we got D.C. So I think either New England, D.C. or Toronto in the two-legged series, heavily favored, I think we are, with those three matchups. Right. And then having Columbus and Montreal take care of themselves and we get the one that's standing, it gives us, and just like last year, it gives us a chance, a better chance against the MLS Cup right. than otherwise. Eddie, Eddie, I got an unfair question for you. More impressive first MLS season, DJ Drogba or Thierry Henry? When did TT Man. arrive? When, when did Henry... he came mid? He came mid season two, I believe. Okay, yeah, he came in mid season two thousand seven. I remember because I was at that Seth Stanley, and it just, they were just really horrible to watch the first four months. I don't know. It just to see to see what Drogba was doing in Montreal has been a lot of fun. I'm not gonna lie. I, I just I think I would say I would say Drogba only because a lot of people were making fun of his age and. 
nothing was really expected. Like you thought he would do a little something. I, I think he hit the ground running. If a dude at his age, you probably have to give him the title. I, I, I don't know if it's even a context. A contest. I'm looking at Henri's numbers: eleven games, two goals in 2010 when he arrived. I mean, that's not even. Well, yeah, that, you, you can look at the numbers, but no, I, I'm not. I'm not thinking of that because we we went back and we analyzed every game from 2010 during the off season. Made a big difference, and, and I did, and I did pretty much every Red Bull game from that year to rewatch it the, the way I did. When Terry Henry came onto that team, it, it's like watching a JV team graduate to varsity okay. in the span of, in the span of one player. Right. So, yeah. it, I don't think you can measure his value that season with numbers because they actually look like a professional soccer team. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, fair it enough. Pretty horrible to watch. Fair enough. Couple of months. All right, quickly before before we let you go, Eddie. Um, you, you know, I was talking awards today on on Sirius XM. I want to get those to. To Jared too, but uh, if you've uh, if you want to pick out some of the awards you think your boys are, are up for, give me a give me a couple picks. Jesse Marsh has to win Coach of the Year uh, just because of what he did under the pressure he did, and a lot of people were talking about whether City or us were going to get the sixth seed, and with all the all the pressure that he faced to win the Supporter Shield, has to be runaway Coach of the Year. So shouts to Oscar Pereira. He should actually get the one that they gave Ben Olsen last year. Uh, Jovinko should win MVP, and if we can, we should give him the MVP that they gave Mike McGee a couple of years ago. <laughs> I don't think he deserved that one. So give Jovinko two MVPs. Uh, and let's start talking about Luis Lopez for goalkeeper of the year. Okay. If he doesn't make that save against Gilberto in the first half when he's played through on that chip ball, we could be having a very different conversation. Okay. I felt like Robles throughout the season had one big save after another big save in moments that could have cost us points, and it's really not reflective in the score. Okay, fair enough. I, I like I like those picks, Eddie. Coach of the year, uh, thanks for the call, man. Goalkeeper of the year, Jared, you got any beef with that before I get to the next call? Uh, no, but it, only because FC Dallas was goalkeeper by committee all season long. Best, I mean, 39 goals against, that's better than the 43 goals yeah, but against you're not, the New York but, Yeah, Bulls. but there's not one guy stands out. I mean, they went... Uh, as yeah, you said, they, went, they had Kennedy, they had their homegrown guy. I think there was another guy that started the season. Yeah, they, they, they went to a bunch of players. Chris Seitz may have played some games for them this season, too. Uh, yeah, he may have. Uh, let's see, 503 on the air. Hey, guys, Patrick in Portland, how you doing? What's going on? Patrick in Portland's probably feeling good today, too, Jared. Yeah, 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 everyone but LA is. Yep, yep. I had to call in since you guys didn't do one last weekend, Jared. I had to give you a little beef, man, dropping a five spot at home. Yeah, uh, and you know what? Then, yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold, like, hold on, Patrick. The Timbers, you know. Okay, well, I was just going to say, you know, they lost in, in, in Kansas City, uh, which knocked them down into that, in, into that fifth position. But really, we should be looking at that game at home against the Timbers. Jared, that's a game you're supposed to win. You're probably not sitting there in fifth and having to go on the road to Seattle. If not for that game, yeah, especially with a one-zero lead coming out of halftime, I, I think that this is indicative of the way LA Galaxy has approached this uh, second. I would say actually the last third of the season. Um, they, I think they have that spoiled boy mentality where they think things are just going to come to them. Mm. Things are just going to fall in their lap because don't you know who we are? Yeah. Don't you know what my name is? Don't you know what my paycheck is? Why are you still playing? I think that's the way I feel that they come off, and they're complete head case. They're complete. Head case. And I think you saw it start in that Portland game. Uh, I don't think they have a real identity. I think they did better in the Kansas City game because they forced Gerard further up the field. I've been saying for a month, two months, let Janino just play in a hole. Yeah. For let Janino play in a hole. That, that, that combination of them playing flat across the midfield is not working because they don't seem to have an understanding of who's what role is. Mm-hmm. And Gerard, I mean, look at the Diego Chara goal. 
uh, last week. I mean, Diego Char is going to get up for a head ball in your 60-yard box? Mm-hmm. I mean, Gerard literally looks over his shoulder and doesn't run with Diego Chara. Yeah. That's just disinterest. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead, Patrick. Talk about your timbers. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just thinking, like, you know, so many other years, you know, it's always about that hot team, and I feel like we're heating up right in the, in the prime spot. I mean, we, we've scored, like, 20% of our goals this season in the past three games. I mean, it's pretty pretty crazy. We're all starting to come together and heating up. Zone. You know, I gotta write a, I gotta write a sporting uh, Portland uh, preview for ESPN FC, Jared, and and that thing stands. I mean, what he just said really stands out. They went a long time without being able to score at all. Now they're just the goals are flowing yeah, like like. Ad, Ad, Addy and Nagby really got on in the second half. And uh, what do you what do you think about the revised role of Darlington Nagby? What's been the difference in the way? Is it Will Johnson being back? One more guy from the combining with what's that difference with Nagby playing a little more tucked in? Yeah, I think it's more he's got, he's got more room to roam. Like he's just he's got that free opportunity. You know, he just doesn't do as well out on the wing. You know, I feel like he gets sucked in a little bit more and kind of gets disappeared. But if he's sitting back deep, you know, and he's got he's got the whole field to go in front of him. Like he's just got he's got all that room to do his thing. I like. Yeah, it. I think a, a, a healthy Rodney, Rodney Wallace and a healthy Will Johnson go a long way with yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Too. Rodney Wallace uh, going to be an important player in these playoffs. I think. I mean, obviously at home against Sporting. Uh, Patrick, I mean, that's a, that's a game you have to feel pretty good about based on, on current form, but Sporting's going to make it rough on you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely tough. And uh, we've actually, uh, now don't quote me on this, but I don't believe we've ever beaten Sporting in Portland. Okay. So I think that's also, you know, those stats are all whatever. Um, but, you know, yeah, I think that definitely our current form, if, if we can keep this up and Nagy's scoring those flick on headers and stuff like that, I mean, man. Hey, one one more question for you, Patrick. Was there a time in this season, was there a moment at some point in this season where you thought to yourself, Caleb Porter's not our guy? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think that a majority of people did at the same time. And have you changed your mind about that? Oh, I, I mean, I definitely have. I mean, it was just, you know, there's definitely been times where, you know, he sits back and he's, he gets so, he got so pragmatic this year, you know, when we're, when we're getting down you know, beating, getting beat 2-0 versus Orlando, and we're just sitting back playing really boring soccer, you know. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't flowing, and I think that whole formation change has just sparked this team, really put a fire under them. Mm. Uh, if they win, Jared, they get Vancouver in the next round, which should be a fun one uh, if Portland beats Sporting Kansas City. If Sporting wins, they get FC Dallas, so there's that. Uh, Patrick, anything else before I let you go? No, no, I think that's it, guys. Uh, I, I, I just want to give a shout-out to the – I really dug the whole decision day thing. Um, and I, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I thought it was really awesome for the league to watch. I'm with you, man. Thanks for the phone call. I'm going to get into that with Jared right now. There goes Patrick. Phone lines, I didn't even get the number out. Let me do that. 347-756-6276. 347-756-6276. Jared, you and I did a rabble cast for the 5 o'clock Eastern game, the, the, the Columbus-DC United game. Obviously, that turned into a laugher. We had that second set of games that went uh, at 7 o'clock Eastern. There was Look, we, we knew most of the teams in the playoffs. And in fact, everybody who had a playoff spot before the day started held on to their playoff spot. But I do think the day overall was a success based on some of the stuff we were watching as it was happening. Yeah, I thought it was a, I think it was a good bit of spectacle. Um, it's not novel in any way. I mean, leagues do this around the world. And I think, um, I think it's been a proven thing across many leagues. Is that I listen? I, I mean, I'm a guy that doesn't really watch much European soccer, but I enjoyed the last day of the season. 
I know. I, I remember back to that Man City uh, uh, championship win uh, in the in the EPL, where Manchester United was literally celebrating on the field uh, and uh, found out that Manchester City scored two goals to take it away from them. Right. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Now the 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 pro rail guys are going to tell you that that's you're missing something in that the bottom half of these teams have nothing that they're playing for that makes it less entertaining. And I think they're right. But for the system that is present in MLS, I think that's one of the best ways you could do it. I think the East Coast, West Coast kickoff takes a little something away from it, but at the same time, I enjoy that I get three hours of games instead of two, I mean, four hours of games instead of two hours of yeah, games. Yeah, well, look, if you don't have, I mean, look, the the schedule's not balanced. You play more games in your conference than out. We, we, we know all these weird scheduling quirks. I'm not a fan of a lot of them. Um, but if you have a situation where, Something that's happening in the West in the Western Conference isn't going to affect the Eastern Conference. Then you can you can obviously split the games up as you said. And, and look, time zones are a thing. Let's not act like you can just play everybody at once across the gigantic country and have it be uh, perfect for fans trying to go to games, trying to have their lives on a Sunday, whatever, whatever. Uh, the 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 one game that did get moved in order to make sure that was competitively fair was the uh, New York game against Chicago because they were going up against FC Dallas for the supporter shield, Jared. So that was the right, right right move too. Yeah, and I think if you look at it, I think MLS approached it the right way. What's the right thing for both entertainment value and doing right by the level of competition? And I think they did the right thing. And I think it was smart. They put obviously they had thought about this ahead of time. Eastern coast, East Coast teams versus East Coast teams, West Coast teams versus West Coast. There was no uh, my, no intermingling among that, so it made everything work out pretty well. I'd like to see it again next season. I'll be honest with you. I think it's one of the few things. Not a few things. That's a knock I don't need to make. This is one of the things that MLS has gotten right recently in regards mm. to the back end of their season. I yeah. think there's still okay. a lot of talk about balanced schedule, and that's not going to go anyway anytime soon. Um, and there's talk about I, – I still am one of those people that feels like the, the home game of the home-and-home home series – is not necessarily an advantage to the higher seed team. I feel like the higher seeded team should get the option if they want the first or second game. I think the league deciding that for you that your advantage is playing second. Right. Well, how's that worked out for Seattle the last yeah, few seasons? Yeah. You know, there's a few things out there I think that are still need to be tweaked. And if you can change a game on a week's notice for the betterment of the league, like they did with the Newark Red Bulls. Then you should be able to modify who plays first in a home and home series as well. Okay, that so should be that. a pretty simple thing. Yeah, I, I do think that that seeding matters. In the uh, if you end up falling into the knockout round, especially if you're a team like the LA Galaxy, now you got to go on the road where you've been horrible all year. That stuff does uh, ultimately matter. Three hundred one, you're on the air. Hey, it's Amir from Maryland. Hey, Amir, what's going on, man? How you feeling about your boys? You're the first down call of the day. Well, uh, kind of awkward. Um, <laughs> So, we come off the game against Chicago, and I forget who we played before that. Two wins on the trot, right? I thought we were going into the playoffs hot, and then that happened. Yeah, that was embarrassing, too. Yeah, yeah. And look, um, (laughs) I don't know what the explanation is, uh, because uh, they've been able to be successful with uh, the talent they have, Jared, the style that they play, Benny Ball is whatever it is. To, to to capitulate like that, especially when you get... I mean, Aaron Schoenfeld scored his only goal of the year on the last day of the season against D.C. United. I mean, show some pride, boys. Yeah, how much of this do you put on the lack of Davy Arnaud? Uh, I'd say that whole performance can be in two words. Bobby Boswell. Okay. I actually thought Opari was yeah, worse. I thought Kofi Opari had a worse game between, between the two of them. 
Everyone was really bad. Yeah, everybody was bad. It's hard to pick out. I mean, I, and I think K- I think Kemp maybe Taylor had Kemp. Some of the, I, th- oh. I think Kemp has some of the worst moments, but I think his moments were fewer between than the amount that Kofi Apari had overall. Yeah, and Sean Franklin didn't do a. I mean, he didn't look ridiculous out there, but it was only because everybody else was playing so poorly. The midfield was a a disaster. Halsty. I mean, I don't know. As Jared said, maybe the maybe Davey Arno is the glue that holds that entire thing together, which is kind of scary for you. Uh, yeah, how many how many seasons does he have left? Um, what I have to say is that like when we have Davey in, he can I mean, maybe not the best, but he can attack and Perry Kitchen, you know, sits. Right now what we got, we have two very defensive center midfielders, and then you got the only the only one playing in front of them is you're going to have to have Rolf dropping back. Yeah. Which then brings the spindle up high, mm-hmm. which he doesn't really like to do. He likes to drop back, too. No, they both like to dip. Yep. And, so, and, 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 <laughs> look, and, and you're counting on a. You're, you're, you're relying a lot on your slashers and De Leon and Pontius, and, and neither one of them. I mean, De Leon had a couple of moments in that game yeah. and, and maybe would have changed that game. Remember, Jared, we kept talking about that space that Columbus was leaving on their right yeah. right side. But, when, uh, because when Affle would push, would, yeah. Yeah, Affle would push up. There'd be this big gap. De Leon would find himself in space with no options, no runners, maybe because Rolf had dropped back so deep. He's getting there, he's getting there late. De Leon's out of options, and it's, it's nothing. Nothing comes of it. Um, what I think DC should switch to is drop De Leon right, push Rolf on the right, or maybe, like, switch him with Pontius. And then uh, Sabarillo's got to go up top, because right now... You think he should be starting? Front, yeah, <laughs> honestly, that's what mm. come to. Well, I mean, then, then you're, playing, you're playing a different system, right? You're playing a... I mean, Sabarillo, you brought him in for a reason. Um, you know, you, if you want... If DC United changes to a back... With a, with a back-to-goal striker, Jared, maybe that helps relieve... Maybe that gives them a, a focal point to build their attack off. Because now you've got Rolf coming from the midfield. You're playing balls off of Sabarillo. He can he can connect with, with Rolf. I, and, I think and Ben Olsen thought that trade came with a time machine because I think he wanted to go back to a time where Sabarillo and Espindolo were a good partnership. Yeah, and it's not working. It's just not working. All right, I mean, so so you've got... Um, you obviously have a playoff matchup against New England and the playing around. That game happens to be at home. That's the only real thing I see you got going for you right now. New England's a better team playing better soccer. What are the chances on... Uh, is it Thursday or Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday. So what are the chances? Um... Honestly, the key is, I think, uh, Halsey and Perry, they can shut down Jermaine Jones. Mm-hmm. But I think, honestly, Lee Wynn's going to have he's gonna have a show. Okay, you got Lee Wynn, Charlie Davies, who came on that last game, and we'll see if he starts. You obviously Kellen have Rowe. Kellen Rowe, Diego Faguna. The number of runners out of midfield that this DC... Jermaine, Jermaine, Jermaine Jones play that back game? Four in the league Very league. slow back four. Incredibly slow back four. You're putting a lot of you're putting a lot of responsibility on Perry Kitchen's shoulders, and, and ah, man, I don't know, I, I don't see it, I don't see oh, it. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, look, look, cross your fingers. Maybe the DC. I, I don't know what kind of crowd you're going to get on a Wednesday night in DC for that game. I hope, hopefully, they can sell some tickets pretty quick. I'd like to see it rocking in, in you know the old school manner a little bit. Uh, here's the mess, here's the messed up thing. I'm counting maybe four guys on New England's bench that could start for DC United. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. We got Juan Ogadello, Diego Fagundes, Kobayashi, Andy Dorman. It says something about the job Ben Olsen's done over the past two years. I mean, I got to let you go. Appreciate the call. That's what that's something that, it says something about the job Ben Olsen's done over the last two years with this limited roster getting his team last year 
uh, were, they were the top seed, right? And this year, going into the playoffs, yeah, on a skid, and now they got to play a knockout round game, but they're still better than they have any right to be, don't you think? Uh, New England? No, DC United. Oh, yeah. They, they really benefited from some very close games that they got three points in early in the season. Okay. So, I mean, it went through a run there where they won how many games? 1 0. Yeah, they won a bunch of stuff I mean, like that. There was a lot of those types of games, and they didn't give up a lot of points early in the season. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but eventually, and I think I told you, I, I was not buying them for, during that time. Uh, I remember saying, like, I just don't see it. This team is just not attractive enough to, to me to be able to keep this going all year, all season long. Granted, I also said that about Red Bulls. I was, I was not necessarily bought, bought in on them either most of the season, to be honest with you. <laughs> they're not sexy. They're not sexy. No, they're not. But, they're I mean, I think sexy. that... That's what is okay. wrong with you? What, what is still wrong with not. You? Oh, my God. They play better soccer. You like their style of play? They play... Yeah, they play better soccer than the LA Galaxy. They do. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry about your boys. Okay, but they right play, now maybe. Right, but you're not saying that a month and a half ago when LA was just rolling five zero games. Okay. Well, I mean, whatever. I mean, I, you don't think you have to win five nothing to be to play some sexy soccer. And and the way that the way that New York presses the the speed at which they can hit with Lloyd Sam and, and Mike Grella. The fact that Galaxy is bad doesn't by by comparison or transient property make New York Red Bulls sexy. No, I didn't say that. I just said they're, they're sexy. They're sexier. Who's sexier between New England and Revolution and New York Red Bulls? Every creature in the world, or every human being anyway, has some level of sexy, even if it's a zero level of sexy. Clint that's Howard? a measure of sexy. So what Clint I'm Howard. saying Someone looks is at Clint Howard if and we're says, comparing that's a sexy beast. The, 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 between the Red Bulls and the Galaxy, there is at least some sexy. I'm not saying that they're sexy in the sense that we're getting all excited about them all the time. I'm saying if you're going to measure sexy from zero to whatever... New York Red Bull section in the LA Galaxy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Not to look at, that's for sure. Oh, Jesus, man. So Damn, dog. Oh. In a pro. All right. You can't you- say a team with Robbie Rogers and isn't sexy. I'm sorry. Okay. 347-756-6276. Uh, phone calls on anything MLS related. Certainly decision day. We've all, de- we've all decided it was a pretty much a success. I don't think we've talked touched on every game. I don't know that we need to necessarily. The New England's rolling in after crushing NYCFC 3 to 1. Uh, Vancouver's rolling in 3 nothing over Houston. Both those teams had nothing left to play for. Seattle rolling in 3-1 over uh over RSL. Let's let's Seattle looking strong. Looking strong. And 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 I and I've heard this said I heard Alejandro Moreno say it on television. When Clint Dempsey is is interested, Seattle's a good team. Uh, he looked interested on Sunday. Is he going to look interested on Thursday? I, I Wednesday. Don't, I don't Sorry, Wednesday. I, I don't buy that. I think Clint Dempsey's always interested. <clears throat> I think that Seattle really had a tough run of Marco Papa not being available, Ozzy Alonso not being available. Those things matter. Papa's back. He's looking good. Ozzy Alonso's back. He's looking good. Martins is healthy. It had to for to, for me. It always had to do more with who was on the field than the interest of those who were on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I just don't buy that. I, I think Clint Dempsey's the type of guy, he brings it, it brings it every game. I All just right. think that you can only ask a guy to do so much by himself. Okay. Let's look at these matchups then. I think we, obviously, uh, we won't be doing a show, a best soccer show again until after the, the conference final start, or con- conference semifinal start, but we'll be able to, to assess after one leg. So let's do the knockout round games. Jerry, let's talk about, do you want to start east or west? West is best, beast is, uh, east is beast. What do you want to do? Um, let's do East. All right, let's do Eastern Conference. 
the two matchups, obviously DC United hosting the New England Revolution and uh, Montreal Impact hosting uh, TFC, which is a rematch of Decision Day and a Canadian rivalry game to boot. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one, Jared. I actually think that one's going to be on fire. And obviously we know what Drogba can do. If you're asking me right now, I'm taking Montreal, New England. Oh, yeah, easy. I, I would actually think that New England, you could actually spot them. You could spot D.C. United a goal and a half. Oh, wow. And still win. Wow, that's crazy. Let's go to Robert in L.A. before we get to the West. What's up, Robert? Hey, Jason. Hey, Jared. Uh, I want to ask you two things. Uh, first thing first, I want to ask you. Uh, I listened to you guys rabble yesterday. I couldn't watch any of the games because I, uh, I listened to it on my drive back from Los Las Vegas to Los Angeles, but you guys get me entertained on that long drive. Fantastic, man! Glad, glad to hear it. Uh, I yeah. wish, do I have applause? I don't have any applause. I just, uh, I'll just, yeah. Know. But it should be said that if you want to get a little more best soccer show, follow us uh, on Twitter and follow Rabble, and you yeah. can find out what next time we're going to be calling a game. Yeah, there we go. Just- I was to, actually, no, I should have gone with this one. Playing hot dogs and donuts with two fangirls in the locker room. There you go. I think that one works. Robert, what else is on your mind? Uh, I wanted to ask you a, a question for you, uh, Jason, real fast. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, uh, I watched the, two weeks ago I was watching uh, NYCFC and Davavia uh, shaved his beard. And I know you have a beard. And since he shaved it off, he looked younger. Yeah. And I just thought the whole season, it just made him look older than he actually was. I just want to get your opinion. I know you're a beard man. Okay. Um, here's, we've, I think we've talked about this. My problem is that no beard makes me look too young okay no beard makes me look oh what a bad problem to no, have. no no i and i i don't i mean i mean i'm not attractive without a beard jared i'm i'm literally putting that out there okay i'm gonna blast myself here without a beard i look ridiculous i'm sorry i just do with the beard i can actually have some sort of i can gain some respect from the world i might catch an eye or two who knows i mean i'm not saying i'm, I'm i not, think oh, we should do a test oh, oh no we, <laughs> what's this we, test we put a unbearded picture of da- Jason Davis on Tinder and put a bearded picture no, of Jason not doing that. Davis on Tinder no, and see which one gets more success. Not doing it. And, and you know what? It's funny, though. Why not? Because, because I'm not doing that. The other, the, the, but if you want to see Jason Davis unbearded, it's out there. We've done this show on video with me unbearded before. It's happened. So it's the very, I think this should be the very, very first, first one. And that shows four years old at this point. So, you know, subtract four years from my age and consider and, and then wonder, you know, then figure out how, how young I looked without the beard. And again, I mean, I just feel more comfortable. It's for my, well, it's, it's for my swag, Jared. I'm, I, I have more. Some sw- guys too. You got to remember, some guys are hiding something. That's like, true. That's example, true. My my pops, my pops rocked it like a, like a, a nice little broom on his lip for the entire time I knew him. He always had a mustache. I knew he was of that generation that just had mustaches, right? <laughs> and not those kind like Sasha Klustian wears, and not those douchey kind to have wax in them. Okay, so a we're, man stash. We're talking. We're talking. We're, we're talking Magnum PI. We're stash. talking Sam Elliott. We're talking Magnum okay. PI. Yeah, yeah. When men were men and their chest matched their <laughs> lip. Okay. <laughs> And was he I'll hiding right something? Now, when he, the, I remember one time in my life where he shaved his mustache, and I understood <laughs> why he, he. My man had no lip. Ah. There's no lip underneath. You there. know, see, here's the okay, thing: uh, some sorry, people are hiding you, something. You under get, there. I'm not, it's not that I'm hiding anything, but I will say that one of the features of my face that is noticeable without uh, a beard that I think is somehow not covered up. But uh, but sort of gets less uh, uh, evident is that I have, a, I have a tiny little mouth, Jared. I have a, a tiny little mouth, and oh, yeah. if I had I don't have my beard, it's it it just sits there in the middle of my face like a little dot, and it, it's it's disturbing. I'll be honest, disturbing. Okay, 
like my beer. In prison, in prison, would that make you more or less popular? Uh, dude, I don't even. Can you? What? Why do you? Why do you? Jay Rodius. Why do you exist? Why do you? Why do you exist? These huh. are the things that come across my brain. Look, look, some people can pull off a beard. Some people look better with a beard. Some people should never have beards. I, I, it's to each their own. You know, like Benny Failhaber, he looks good both ways, and I well, hate him. Benny Failhaber is just a really damn good-looking man. I mean, what are you going to do about that, Jared? That—that's genes. You can't. That's like Braz- there's he's he's Jewish and Brazilian, and they just came together and made Benny Failhaber. It's amazing. Yeah, that's a mix that you wouldn't think. Like that's not a smoothie you would drink. I mean, I don't. You know what? You you take the the people of the world and you mix them up. Sometimes you get some really good-looking combinations. That's all. I don't. I, I don't know. Uh, Robert, anything else? Uh, yeah, this uh, this one for Jared. Uh, so with. L.A. traveling uh, to Seattle. You know, they had to play in Kansas City, so they had to travel there. Now they're traveling. They travel back to L.A. and had to travel. Do you think the fatigue going to affect for them on Wednesday night's match? Uh, walk me back from the ledge. Um, you think, do I think the travel is going to affect it? Is that the question? Yeah, because they went. They, they, yeah. they, they, did, they did charter, by the way, to, 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 to uh, Kansas City. So they chartered there. They got on the plane. They chartered back to L.A. And imagine they're going to go up to, to Seattle probably, what, um, early tomorrow maybe? I, I don't think the travel's a factor. The, the, that's the least of my worries right now, to be honest with you, because um, first of all, they have no idea who they are. They have no idea who, who they want to be. Um, at this point, they're their own worst enemy, and they're playing on the road, which they just don't do well. No. So uh, honestly, I, I don't give them any chance to win in Seattle. Robert, he's not walking you back, man. Uh, all right. I'll, sorry, I'll, sorry I'll, homie. Hoping you can help me out. But, all right. Uh, I, still, I still believe, guys, but... Uh, Thanks right. for uh, taking go. my phone call, guys. They, they, they did themselves an extreme disservice by falling into a position for a one-off game. Absolutely. L.A. has always succeeded because they had a home-and-home home series where they do really well at home, mm-hmm. and they can carry that into an away game. Mm-hmm. They don't have that luxury this time. They can't hide the fact that they're an incomplete team. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's probably true. And, uh, you know, that we don't we, we stopped talking about the, Dan, the Landon Donovan being gone factor, but I think that's going into the playoffs. There's a lot of bearing on this team. I mean, I know. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that's crazy about LA. They may have just been phoning it in, and now they're going to play. Okay. It, it, yeah, it, I, know. The, the, I know. The, the team, the Look, talent is there. That is that that. Of course it is, and and that's the thing. Like like I I had somebody tell me today. I still believe in LA. I think they're going to win. I I'm backing them for the title, and, I, and I'm picking them for the title because I just think Bruce has got to. You know, he's going to hit the switch. Bruce is just going to hit the switch, and the lights are going to come on, and everybody's going to play. This isn't a 6'4 Impala. <laughs> you don't just hit switches. <laughs> I wish I had something for that. Um, all right, so uh, let's go to the Western Conference. Now, you already picked. You're picking against your boys. You're picking Seattle. I got to go with Seattle. you. I got to go with you. It's, it's, no, I'm not picking it with my heart, by the way. No, I'm I know. I'm picking it with my brain. I, I know, and I respect the hell out of that. The other matchup is Sporting Kansas City traveling to Portland. Um, I, that one, for me, is an absolute toss-up. I mean, if you make me pick... If it's gun to my head, I'll take sporting on PKs, Jared. I'm going to take Portland, but it's going to be tight. Okay. I think I'm going to take Portland. I think they're great at home. I think Kansas City has a lot more questions around them right now, and I think Portland's the hotter team. Okay. KC's really wrong. They're going to be riding high after this win in L- against LA, but I think that there's still some things under the under the, like why is Benny Falber having to sit the first half of that game? Well, I think that was yeah, yeah okay. Uh, then look, they still had something on the line. You're right. Why was he sitting the first half? I mean, I don't that, know. That's a big risk by Peter, for Peter Ruiz yeah. to play with. Yeah. It, it, well, I respect the hell out of him for it. <laughs> All right. So three four seven seven five six six two seven six. Thoughts on anything? We, we haven't even mentioned FC Which Dallas. Which two games are the ones you would watch, though? Out of those oh, four, you've got to pick two games. What are the two uh, you actually I'm feel like you want to watch? I'm going to pick Montreal, Toronto, and Seattle, LA. 
Those are I think games. those are the two. Yeah. I think those are the two. And that's no disrespect. to All four of them are actually awesome in various ways. You've got, uh, as I say, Canadian rivalry, Didier Drogba, Sebastian Jovenko, two most important players to their teams in the league going off in Montreal for a place in the conference semis. You've got D.C. United and New England with all of that history, 20 years of MLS battling it out in the Eastern Conference. In the West, you've got Portland and Sporting. Sporting, uh, you know, obviously we know their style. We know how they play. Peter Vermees' teams are usually very prepared. They've got Benny Failhaber. Portland is, you know, a pet- potential bomb to go off and wreck the league if they really figure it all out with Darlington Nagby. Another cool thing about this is that three of these four games are going to have amazing atmospheres. Amazing atmospheres. So between Seattle, Montreal, and Portland, which stadium is going to go off the biggest? Oh, it's going to be, well, Seattle's going to be legit in the way that Seattle's always legit. But I think that the the crowd that uh, don't hate on me, Sounders fans, but I think the crowd that makes their influence felt the most is Portland. I think it always been, it's always Portland. I'm going to go with Montreal because I feel like when something big happens in Montreal, that place explodes. Yeah, that's true. I that's mean, true. it is just, it goes crazy. Now, granted, the singing isn't there that Portland has. The organi- organization of the fan base that Seattle has isn't there. But Montreal has something. Mm. It's just, a, it's like a constant electric vibe. When And granted, this is when things are going their way. I don't know that they're this way when things go down. I don't know if they're the type of t- fan base that lifts the team the way these other ones do. But, Man, when Montreal go, goes off, it erupts. Yeah, it does. I think both Canadian or all Canadian. Uh, I was going to say both, but I, I'm actually going to leave Vancouver out. I'm not overly impressed with the crowd, generally speaking. Montreal and, and, and Toronto, both, they have that moment uh, when something big happens. All right, and, and let's again, let's hope that the, that the D.C. United faithful show up. You, you're not going to fill that building up, obviously. But if there's a good crowd on the loud side, the camera side, that they can make, make those stands bounce and sing the way that they do in that atmosphere. All right, so let's, uh, let's move on because I've got a bunch of stuff, and we're running quickly out of time, Jared. I'm looking at our incredibly detailed rundown right now. We've done Decision Day. <laughs> we did playoff matchups. Uh, let's go to Copa Fantastico, okay? Copa America 2016, Copa America Centenario confirmed. They did it, Jared. They did it. Should they have done it? I don't care. Yeah. I don't. And and look, I'm stoked. Okay, I I am I I sort of understand why. Uh, you know, I, I understand taking the moral high ground. Uh, although I don't know exactly what U.S. soccer has done over the years, and I'm not throwing stones. I'm just saying, you know, Chuck Blazer was operating right in your backyard. You were doing stuff with him. I mean, Jack was like there. These things were happening. But I understand the moral high ground in terms of of just not mucking it up when uh, when going for a World Cup bid, not wanting to be uh, a dirty bid because not only might you get caught, but it's just it, it's not going to work for what U.S. soccer supposedly stands for. So I it get doesn't that. make the idea bad. What you does, know all right. this thing, all the things around right this exactly exactly don't make the idea yeah, bad. And, and look, I definitely think the juice. Is worth is, is 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 worth the squeeze, even if your hands come away dirty. You say the juice is loose. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. I, I think that the the potential here it's not it's not the World Cup. I mean, if the World Cup's a ten, Jared, like a ten, like it's going to blow the doors off the entire country. I mean, imagine a World Cup right now, not '94, but right now, blow everything out of the water. If the World Cup's a ten, what is what is Copa America? What is Copa Fantastico? Uh, well, I don't know what Copa Fantastico is, but I can tell you Copa America oh, stop, normally I would say is a 7.5. Okay, I, I'm with you. I think it's right in that area. I think the Euros are around an 8.5. Copa Fantastico is what we decided to call this a long time ago. You do remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. Right? This is, oh, I think I originated it. <laughs> you did. And I had somebody on Twitter say, we have to make this a thing, Copa Fantastico, 
because it's so perfect. In fact, I went and found, and this is going to make Trevor so mad because I played it like five times before we started the show. I found a little soundbite for uh, Coba Fantastic. I don't know what it's from. They're just saying Fantastico. It's something about music. but It sounds like it's like a Mexican sound of music. I, I think I, I want to say it's Brazilian. I really want to say it's like a, some Brazilian variety show from like the 80s. But whatever. It says Fantastico. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. And I don't it even, also sounds like a jingle for a, a cleaner <laughs> that's called Fantastico. It does. Um, you know, I, a lot of this argument is um, that the United States gets a challenge and this is a great test and this is help prepare for 2018. And I buy all of that stuff. One more chance for Klinsman to embarrass us. But for me, that's like that's thing number two, way down from number one. I mean, I'm uh, number actually number one through five are big time soccer tournament in the U.S., big time soccer tournament in the U.S., big time soccer. Forget. I mean, it almost it matters what the United States does. And I want them to do well. That's not what I'm saying. But just in terms of the profile of this thing, how big it could be, how much attention it could get in the middle of a summer. I mean, again, I think the NBA playoffs and, and maybe the NHL playoffs are happening around that time. But for the most part, they're going to have like the last couple of weeks of the tournament to themselves and baseball. You don't think it's going to be a big deal? It should be. The problem is the, 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 the hurdle is how much can the sports media educate the American sport public on what this is between now and then? Because I don't think they understand what this is. I don't think I don't think you need I don't think you need an explanation. I think what you need to say is I think you do because no one shows up for the Gold Cup. Yeah, but that's no the Gold Cup. That. The Gold Cup is Mexico, the U.S. Fine throw Costa Rica. But I think the, to the average sports fan, that's all this is too. If you say Brazil is coming, Neymar uh-huh. is coming, Messi is coming, Argentina is coming, James Rodriguez is coming, uh, Luis Suarez is coming. If you do that, uh, Alexis Sanchez is coming. Uh, Arturo Vidal is coming. Come on. You don't think that that takes care of itself? I, I think that you are correct in saying that the American soccer public understands what that is and who those people are, but okay, Joe but I don't Blow think that, off the street isn't going to understand what this okay, is. But that's true. That was true of 1994 and what happened? No, no, because the World Cup is different. People understand that what the World Cup is. Even if they don't know really what it is, you they th- understand You it's think big. that the American sports public really understood what the World Cup was in 1994 after... Yes. I don't, I don't buy that. I, I, okay, let me say it this way. Okay, You think they just marketed it that well? I think they marketed the hell out of it, and yeah, I think I think it was a big deal. Uh, that, I mean, I think it was I think it was it was sold well. I'll, I'll say this, okay? Where America was with soccer in 1994 in relation to the World Cup and knowing about the World Cup is the same place that America is with soccer in 2015 in relation to knowing what the Copa America is. Is what my what I'm saying? So, what, or it's not even any worse. So we have we definitely have a base of people, and there's there is a generation here, Jared, that. I don't think you appreciate how into soccer they really are. There's a there's there are people uh, you know uh, younger than us, thirty and younger, twenty five and younger. No, you're wrong. They, they, we are much better poised to capitalize on this than we were World Cup '94. Yes, that's what that's sort of what I'm saying. But I still think that there's a hurdle to get the average I, sports I don't fan think, to show up. I don't. The, every single game is going to sell out. Okay, I, I mean, okay, maybe if it's Honduras. And and Jamaica, it's not going to sell out. But but everybody, every Mex- every South American team 
of any reasonable size, it's gonna blow. It's gonna be great. I'm Here's what I'm gonna be at work, and someone's gonna be like, "Well, what is this thing?" And I'm gonna spend ten minutes understanding, defining first of all what a FIFA region is, a confederation is, why they play every couple of years, and why what this is now. It's oh just not God. a simple I don't thing. Think, I don't think that's. Tr- <laughs> it's a big tournament with Argentina and Brazil. What else do you need to say? I'm convinced, Jason. I'm just saying I don't know if everyone else will be. I, that's but, what I'm saying. But why would you need to convince? Or why would you need to sell it more than that? Gigantic tournament re- means a lot. Histor- history, just say 100 years of history. Centenario, centennial. It's 100 years of history, and Argentina and Brazil are coming. The best player in the world is coming to America. The second best player, or third best, whatever you want to put Neymar on, is coming to the United States. Don't you think that takes care of itself? Yeah, I think it does. I, okay. I, think, I think you're starting to convince me a little no. bit, because I think that there is something to be said for just the name value. Right. right. 507, you're on the air. Whoa, all right. Hey, I, well, you're probably already, you guys are talking. Man, I just got home from work, and I saw that you guys were up, so I wanted to try and call in. Did you this come home awesome. from doing speed? Right. What's happening? <laughs> well, the, the, uh, the, the, well I, I wanted to talk about Chicago, but did you already get past that? or? Oh, no, trust me, there was no, no reason to talk about Chicago. By, by the way, so you're you up, know what? You're you know up. what? Hold on, John, uh, uh, hold on, Caller and Jared. Uh, my man Don on Twitter is making a good point, okay? Uh, in, in order to have... Uh, in order to have the the it agree in terms of uh, the gender, it should be Copa Fantastica. Can we can we change it to that, or should we no, change it? No, that? no, no. I've no, I, as a as okay, an ignorant American, I reserve <laughs> my right to make it sound the way I want it to sound. Okay, it's not. But all the Spanish speakers are yelling at us right now. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that's fine. All right, all right. Go ahead. What's your, what's on your mind? Well, I just said, uh, yeah, that, I'm stoked to uh, even make it through. Awesome. All right. So anyway, uh, uh, well, what's what's going to happen for next year, though? I mean, are, are they is Brian Blitz trying to make another power move to get in to be uh, to be the coach? Are they grooming Logan Paws? Well, you know, I don't think Logan Paws. Or- I don't think Logan Paws is ready. Although guys have stepped into that job before, I think there's no power move to be made because it's Nelson Rodriguez's call. Oh, okay. uh, here, here's the thing. Brian Bliss is going to be, first of all, it's totally in Chicago's wheelhouse to stay with Brian Bliss. Absolutely. Yeah. That's like historically, that's their level of coach. Okay. But yeah. if you really want to own the fact you're one of the top markets in the country, you can't have Brian Bliss co- coaching this team. I'm not that he's no. not a good coach. That's not what I'm saying. But you aren't making the statement you want to make with a guy like Brian Bliss's. Um, yeah, I would say platform or uh, or pedigree coaching his team. He did fine with Columbus when he did, was was when after Warzia left. Yeah. I thought he did a good job with it. I'm surprised someone didn't take a chance on him. One of the smaller markets, but you're Chicago, you know. And and yeah. and over the last five six years, that's become a slight to say that. Mm-hmm. That should be something yeah. you had your head up, hold your head up high when you say that. Look, I mean, you're Chicago for God. This this city does championships outside the Cubs. It does well, championships. And the Bears haven't won since 85. It's been a long time. Oh, the Blackhawks are great. Don't even go. The Blackhawks are great. Bulls. And the Bulls in the 90s, of course. You can't fade the Bulls. All right. Uh, what I'll say is it's interesting to compare what's going on in Chicago with what's going on in Philadelphia. And we're going to get to this. I'm going to use this as a segue, Jared. I'm gonna, oh, I think you're yeah. totally nailing with this okay. if you're going so, the direction so I think you are. So if you are doing what what Chicago is doing and hiring Nelson Rodriguez is a fine hire. Okay, he's a fine guy to run that that team. But you don't believe for works. a second that's the guy that someone selected. That's the guy the league made. Well, okay, him, right. Uh, we'll get to that here in a second. But my point is, if you're going to do a Nelson Rodriguez, you better do something bigger with the, with the hire uh, a coach. You better do something. Not, not again. This is yeah. not hating on Nelson Rodriguez, but he doesn't have 
name power. He's just that guy right. that used to work for MLS and shut down Chivas. So you need to have a coach who brings some some energy to the fan base. On the, uh, when you talk about Philadelphia, the way Philadelphia did this the other way around. They're going to keep Jim Curtin for 2016, which I really have no problem with because guess Either. what? They brought in Ernie Stewart, and Ernie Stewart brings immediate respect to the Philadelphia yep. Union right this second. Yep. And a different way of thinking. I, I yeah. think it's going to be an aggressive style that he's going to have. And I also think that if you're Chicago Fire and you have Nelson Rodriguez, like you said, you got to make a splash with a club co- with a club coach. I'm going to take a different spin on it than a lot of people probably would, would think, where you have to go get that international name or something like that. I say you throw a crap load of money at Bob Bradley. Okay, I don't you think he's coming back. Throw a crap load of Bob Bradley because you bring back you sell the, you you resell this this disen, disenchanted fan, uh, fan base on history. Yeah, the, the 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 pedigree that he had there. You bring Bob Bradley back to that team as a as a success story overseas. Okay, and you put him back where he started. Okay. and you tell him you have the keys to this castle. The, the other way do to what go, you got to do. The other way to go, Jared, is to finally give one all to his shot. I'm okay with that too. He played in Chicago for a while. I mean, it, you could, it is definitely another way to go. But yeah. the, I, if you're going international, I'm not sure who that guy is you bring in that's going to understand the American game. And that's always my reservation when we have these big name, or not even big name, but we have foreign coaches come in to coach MLS teams. They have a bad track record because they're not used to the way we do things here. And that's both. A, that's a little bit of a slide on the league. Yeah. But at the same time, that's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. To coach international coaches have come and gone over and over again. Who are the guys that have success in this league? Guys that played in it. Mm. All right, Chicago guy. I don't remember your name. Yep. Uh, what, you got anything else? That's right. No, I love the show. Thanks a lot. All right, there goes uh, Chicago guy. Let's go to 719. You're on the air. Hi, this is Phil. Hey, Phil. Uh, Phil? 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 Sorry. The Chicago guy just called in. I'm a Colorado guy. Uh huh. got a bit of a picture of poison. Who's okay. got it Ooh. worse, the Chicago guy or me, the Raptors guy? Jared, go. Oh, man. This is like picking between two really ugly people. Um, (laughs) Let's see here. Um, I'm going to go. In a probes. I'm going to go with. Jeez, I don't even know how to like which dumpster fire to say is worse. Um, I'm going to go with Chicago because at least. Wait, wait, hold on. He said who has it worse. Just so you know. Yeah, I'm going to say Chicago. Okay, Chicago has it worse. All right, go ahead. Because a year ago, when Oscar Perea was in Colorado, there was positivity. Okay. And it was with a lot of the players that are still there right now. So I think there is something to be said for the, some of the talent that's there. They've recently been able to put themselves in a position where they're at least interesting. And I think Chicago, outside of one great year from Mike McGee, I can't think of anything that's really been consistently good for them. Okay, I actually think it's... Colorado that has it worse. Colorado fan has it worse. Because, again, while Chicago has flailed about, while they have made poor designated player signings, while they've suffered because Mike McGee got hurt and is no longer the player he used to be, um, they still have an exciting player in Harrison Ship, an exciting player in David Akam. They've got some whoa, whoa, pieces. What are you, his mother, Harrison? Did I say Harrison? That's his name. Yes. Okay, Harry. Yeah, what do you want Oh my God! That's like calling Clint Dempsey Clinton. Harry Ship, fine. Harry, okay. Harry Ship, and mm. they've look. They've hired Nelson Rodriguez, who I have some faith in. Is he going to turn the thing around immediately? No, I don't think so. But they at least have somebody competent sitting there, ready to take charge and spin things in in a good direction. There's at least, or you can at least, as a fan, believe Nelson Rodriguez might figure it out. 
what, I can believe in Chicago what's, what, what, if what, I see something that they're willing to open up the pocketbook. Okay, but but what is Colorado doesn't spend any money. They still have Pablo Mastroianni. They're not going to let him go because it costs too much, and they've already gone through the Pareja disaster. They they don't. Who, who Paul Bravo? Do you believe in him? I mean, th- there's really nothing in Colorado. Well, there's no hope. Chicago, you have hope because they they, they hired Nelson Rodriguez. Where's the hope in Chicago, Jared? I mean, Colorado still had the more recent MLS Cup. They have the fan base has that going for them. Okay, that's true. They do. Have, you do have a more recent MLS Cup. They've had more Phil. recent success. I'm Phil. saying neither fan base. Every both these guys are screwed. Both those. I apologize, guys. I'm sure you're great fans, but your team doesn't care about you. Yeah. They both don't yeah. care. Yeah. Now, granted, I think Colorado has to embrace a much more RSL-like mindset in terms of how they approach salary cap, how they approach uh, um, identifying talent. Um, they're going to have to go a much different way. they got to develop a style that they're going to be able to play on the cheap. Chicago, they need to go, I would say, more in the direction of, I would say, like in Orlando City, get that one big name. And to make it a okay. good one, I mean, they've made such bad choices. Yeah. Choices that you, uh, Jason, was there one DP they signed that the moment you heard about, it, you didn't think it was a mistake? Uh, Chicago? Yeah. I thought Blanco made sense at the time. I, I mean, yeah. look, I here's, so. here's a name. I got I to gotta let you go, Phil. Here's a name that, that's been connected. I have no idea how, how real this is. Carlos Vela apparently has been connected to Chicago. If they got Carlos Vela, you might get a little excited. I just it feels like Neri Castillo in a different it, costume. Well, okay, but he's had way more success in his career than Neri Castillo did before he arrived. Let's say that. I agree. Okay. I agree, but he's also been extremely temperamental in his personality. Like hot and cold, I'm I'm dedicated, I'm not dedicated. And that's what that's been more national team related, but that worries me. Okay. I just why can't they if the, 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 if they gotten Didier Drogba? Yeah. I mean, they need to get a lock. A guy that's just a lock. You yeah, know Didier okay, Drabo was going to be good. You did? At 37? You really you were sure about that? Whether or not he'd be good, I knew that I'd want to watch him. And that's something for for Chicago, at least. Okay, you, you, you know you wanted Didier Drabo in this league. Don't tell me yeah, you didn't. No, no. I, I know, look, I know what you're saying. You, you're talking about upper echelon versus this sort of second-tier guy that they typically go after, right? I mean, yeah, there's just so much more risk with what they do. I, I I guess that yeah that's it's it's risk but it's also less money being spent so they're trying to hedge and, and they've their done bets. a terrible job with their coaching picks their they, their deep is whoever's making their DP choices obviously the same person making their coaching choices because they come from the same level of talent yeah okay all right we uh, we're running out of show what have we not hit on that we need to uh, get to Jared, well I want to plug right. something real quick because um, we're gonna do our bonus show after this show like we always do. Okay. okay, and for any fan listening out there right now, Jason and I are going to play a game, and we're looking for one knowledgeable U.S. soccer fan to take part in a game with us during our bonus show immediately after this show ends. So, if you're interested, and Jason will love this because hopefully he gets like ten calls, it's going to bother him. <laughs> I, we need one person, and Greg, if you don't have some soccer acumen, don't call in. Yeah, if you got some, if you know some stuff about U.S. soccer. Call in. We're going to play a game, and we want a listener to, to join in. Okay, and if you don't call, and nobody calls in, we'll have to figure something out. I actually no, we'll play one of our other games. Well, I, yeah, or we, yeah, okay, or we'll talk about Halloween, which is coming up, which I think it might be interesting. Anyway, anything, uh, anything else? I mean, we we uh, we don't have to close out right here. You've got a couple of notes, DeAndre Yedlin. Going Real quick, around, around the uh, around Europe, uh, Yellen goes ninety for Sunderland in a derby match. That's a good thing for him. Jeff Cameron starts at center back for Stoke. Um, Guzan. 
interesting that he's going through a coaching change right now. I'm not sure what that's going to mean for him. Um, he's not a guy that's been necessarily as, as successful at Aston Villa as he has in years past. Yeah. And uh, Fabian Johnson, this is one that is really interesting. Shows up, like Jurgen Klinsmann said, he's playing a lot of minutes for Motion Gladbach. What does that mean to you? I don't know. I still don't think I don't think Klinsmann should have put him on blast. That's all I'm going to say. That handle that's my those doors. Yeah, they, they, handle it. But yeah, Klinsmann needs now. scapegoats. He needs scapegoats. What else is going to save his ass? I know. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't like it because it feels like he's shifting blame again, and he needs to stop shifting blame. Um, one thing. Uh, uh you, you mentioned Brad Guzan, obviously going through a coaching change. Tim Sherwood fired. Let me just say that I'm. I'm disappointed. I, I, I look. I get it. Maybe it's a jump too far. I, I'm not claiming the guy deserves the job, but I'm disappointed that that Bob Riley still doesn't get real love for these. I, he he's always on the board with the bookies, Jared, but he's always third or fourth, which is great. Except he doesn't get the job in the end. Yeah, I'm, I I I I don't know what to say about it. You just would like to have one of your keepers stable. And granted, Tim Howard, I don't think he's going anywhere with Everton. He's not having the best go of it right now. But he's also took a year off in the national team. That that worries me on the commitment side. But yeah. if I'm picking one of them right now to start a game, I'm picking Tim Howard. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's wrap up this edition of Best Soccer Show on Backhill.com. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure you hit up the ratings and reviews at, at iTunes. And again, Jared said it. Follow Best Soccer Show on Twitter. Uh, follow Jay Rodius and uh, and me, Davis JSN, to keep an eye on um, the Rabble.tv stuff that we're doing. Um, anything else? What else am I missing? Oh, uh, the U17s. Very, very quickly, Jared. All right, how sad are yeah. you? I'm just bummed, man. This seems like nothing's going right in our in our national team, and it's just one more like it's it's just one more chink in the armor of Jurgen Klinsmann, either at either a technical director or a head coach. Nothing is going right. And I feel like Gulati's just watching it all go by, man. He's playing the fiddle while Klinsman burns. Yeah. <laughs> all right. There you go. All right. That's going to do it for this edition. Uh, that's it. I guess we're out. Anything else? Last words? That's, give us a call if you want to uh, play a bonus yeah, game. Show call games. us. 347-756-6276. We'll see you guys. Bye. I am Mikkel Morrison and Paul Sandiskere. Oh, it's incredible! This is a jobber! Damn, dog, that's in a post! Playing hot dogs and donuts with two fangirls in the locker room? Hey, Rodius.